Welcome to Spiritual Counsel by J.K. Popham, brought to you by strengthintruth.org. In this series, we are reading through extracts of J.K. Popham's letters, published in the friendly companion magazine for young people between 1919 and 1937. J.K. Popham was a minister of the gospel, pastoring the church at Gilead Chapel, Brighton, in England, for 55 years. He was both a gifted writer and theologian. We hope even now, nearly a century later, Mr. Popham's prayer for a divine blessing to rest on his letters would still continue to be answered. Today we go all the way back to March 1930. The subject is Our Duty. The whole duty of each of us falls into three parts. Firstly, love to God. He claims our love, and that not loosely. We are to love him within the boundary he himself has fixed. Our entire being, heart, soul, strength and mind. Our being, his good gift, he claims. Nor can we plead ignorance of God, for the knowledge of him is within the reach of each of us, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. By creation, God manifested his power, wisdom and goodness in making suitable and ample provision for all his creatures, and by his providence, ruling and guiding all things to an ordained end, showing his will, sovereignty and beneficence. Thus he emphasises his claim to our love. The boundary of love is, as before said, our whole being. Our duty is as deep, high, broad and long as our heart, soul, strength and mind. He is to be supreme. Every creature, pleasure, duty, work, aim, thought and word must be subordinated to this one duty. It is the whole duty of man. It includes the fear of God, worship and submission to his revealed will. As in his nature, he is Alpha and Omega, so he must be to us in the whole of our lives.
the second branch of our duty is to love our neighbour as ourselves. Therefore all things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. This is a comprehensive word. Whatever self-love, dear interest, beneficent action, tender consideration, noble allowance, attributing of proper motives as far as possible, which we would claim for ourselves, it is our duty to give to others. My third point is that this commanded neighbourly love is to be equal to the love of self. What a word! To what natural man does it not seem more proper and just to consider self first? But the law of God does not allow that. What do I need? My neighbour needs the same. Am I sick? He may be also. Am I in trouble or sorrow? His case may be equal to mine or worse. Is my way in providence perplexed and dark? His may be also. What then? Just what I need and desire for myself, I am to extend to him in my heart, if there be not power, in my hand to do it. Do I demand that men should deal justly by me? I must equally demand of myself that I meet the same measure of justice to him. This is the law. This is the whole duty of man. Who meets it and answers to it? Man is fallen, but the fall and utter ruin we are all involved in does not change the law, one jot or tittle, does not therefore reduce in the least our duty nor absolve us from our relation to our maker, the relation of subjects. For a moment let us reflect on our position as under the law. We are guilty of innumerable transgressions. We are always adding sin to sin, for there is no man that doeth good and sinneth not. We are hopeless and helpless. The law can give us no relief. Its only function, in case of a breach in it, is to condemn. The law is holy, just and good, but having killed us in its sentence, it cannot give life. Therefore we as guilty persons are in the hands of God, who says he will by no means clear the guilty. It is impossible to imagine a worse case out of hell than ours. We are under a law that can do nothing but curse us for every transgression. But glory be to God. He himself has found a ransom, has laid help on one that is mighty. If then we are born again, convinced of sin, and feel as did the terrified jailer, lost and ready to perish, and cry out with him, What must I do to be saved? The Holy Ghost, who has given the conviction and the cry, will reveal the divine answer, the blood 
of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth from all sin. May rich mercy, relief and salvation be given to each. Thus prays your affectionate friend, J.K. Popham. Brighton, March 1930. The subject for our next episode is the character of God. You can now subscribe to Spiritual Counsel via Google Podcasts and follow it on Spotify. Also, if you would like to read the full letter from the friendly companion used in this episode, then head to the letters page at strengthintruth.org. The link is also in the description. Thanks for listening today. Until next time, goodbye.